I'm actually going to be a podcast next week. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you that? Uh, the Expositors Collective. They're actually part of uh, the Good Lion Network that we just joined. Okay. Gotcha. Go yeah, I'm deal. pretty excited. Um, they do pretty awesome Dang stuff. It, we should have mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot to mention it in the last intro. Uh, I'm super excited about Good Lion, though. Yeah, well, I mean, so, um, yeah, I mean, to those of you listening, uh, so Good Lion is the network that we just joined. Um, and tons of really good shows on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been able to connect with a lot of those people. Um, and, yeah, like I've sent you, Josh, I've sent you stuff from Expositors Collective. Right. Um, they just had Robert Ferguson, which you're a huge Hillsong person. I am. Okay. At least in the... In the, the sense of I like their music. In mm-hmm. the sense that you also like researching about... I do. Yeah. Actually, I do. Their <laughs> uh, structure. Do you know, did you, had you ever heard of Robert Ferguson? I don't think so. Okay. So Robert Ferguson... I don't know much about him. Okay. So Robert Ferguson was one of the teaching pastors at Hillsong. Mm-hmm. Uh Somewhere other than Brian Houston, I've never seen anybody else teach at Hillsong, but definitely Robert Ferguson does. And he was the one that I sent you guys the quote. I sent the teaching team at Element the quote about how he said Robert Ferguson on Expositors Collective, oh, so, which is so good. Yeah, which is part of. I'll actually read the quote. So, so he said, um, <clears throat> he said on Expositors Collective this amazing quote. That and I'm, of course I'm going to butcher it if I don't find it, so I'm leafing through my phone right now. Um, but it was r- it was really really cool, and I like I said I didn't know who he was. Okay, so listen to this. This is Robert Ferguson Hillsong mm-hmm. on Expositors Collective, which is a partner show on the Good Line Network. He said, "You cannot divorce yourself from the preaching. You represent your message. When you deliver a message, you're not just delivering a message. You're delivering a preacher." A sermon is a preacher up to date. Mm. How good is that? That's so good. good. Very good. That's so good. I mean, it makes me want to go like listen to everything this guy teaches on, you know, mm-hmm. which I've actually seen, you know, uh, Brooke Fraser or Brooke Leigertwood, depending yeah. on mm-hmm. what she goes by. She's mm-hmm. the one who sang Hosanna back yep. in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hosanna, nice. what a beautiful nice. name. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on and on and yeah. on, right? Mm-hmm. So I follow her on social media. She's actually an incredible Instagram follow if you boys don't already follow her. Um, so whenever Robert Ferguson joined, uh, Instagram, she gave him a huge plug and I went and followed him and I was like, okay, this guy, this guy's pretty legit. And then, you know, he's on Mike Neglia's shirt, uh, show Expositors Collective, um, and, and on and on. So of course, you know, we're probably going to get some hate mail for being so loving on Hillsong. Probably right a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, which a few episodes ago, a few crap episodes ago. Some of it could have been deserved, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, a few episodes ago, we talked quite a bit about Hillsong. Go back and wa- and listen to Fallen Pastors, Megachurches, and more if you want to hear us talk about Hillsong. It's a super popular episode. It was. It did pretty well, which I don't take any joy in that. No. I mean, talking about those topics, but. Not all of it was know. negative. There was, there was a lot of. Uh, no, uh, and this is the thing, man. We live in a world right now where. I think Christians are asked to take a either 100% negative or 100% positive stance on pretty much everything, and mm-hmm. I just don't think that's always well, in possible. A neg- in a negative world, that's not what we're about at all things. It is, we're not about it. <laughs> it's not what we're about at ATAP, is it, Ben? Nope. Mm. No. Um, which actually you know, brings us to what I wanted to talk to you boys about tonight, um, which, okay, I just gave it away. We're recording this episode in the evening. Um, pretty late at night. Mm-hmm. 
in the uh, current All Things All People offices, which is in Ben's basement. He's about <laughs> to move. Uh, so this is actually our last episode down here. Um, but so, yeah. So, you know, Josh and I, we actually work together. Ben is a business owner in the community, uh, usually stops by the office about 10 minutes after he gets off work every single day mm-hmm. to hang out with us. Yeah, his start time at the office is more consistent than ours, and he doesn't work there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, if we had a time clock, he would be uh, more on time than us, typically, um, and much harder working. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so Josh has heard me talk about this this Think Like a Christian, and, um, and I know Ben has too, and I've been talking a lot about it on Instagram at all things, all people, all things dot all people. Um, and so I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about this. Think like a Christian, because you guys know as well as I do that going forward with all things, all people, we really want to have our listeners. We really want to have the people at the events that we speak at. We really want the people who buy our merchandise. Hint, hint. We got merchandise coming. Okay. Watch out. Watch out for that merchandise. So, uh, we want people to learn what it means to think like a Christian. And, you know, when, when I think about that, I think about the two of you. I think about some of our friends, people mm-hmm. like Jake, people like JR, people, yeah. you know, you listeners, you don't know who these people are, but these are the people who shape us. You know, they're our friends. And, and, and when we think about what does it mean to think like a Christian, it's the, our brothers and sisters in Christ who've shaped us and challenged us to think the way that we do. And this is what we're putting an audio form for you. And so I want to talk about that today and really kick off in 2021, a year of focusing on, Hey, just, just think like a Christian, think like Christ. Um, and so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to read to you guys a big chunk of pass of, of scripture. And then we're, we're just going to talk. We're going to talk about like, if, if we really reflect on like, okay, what does it mean to have the way we think shaped by Jesus, by our faith, what would be different about our lives? You know, and so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to read to you guys Matthew, a, a, a chunk from Matthew 5, which is the beginning of what we would call the Sermon on the Mount, something that most of us are familiar with. And, and it's like Jesus's most famous teachings, mm-hmm. right? So like the, the golden rule is in there. Um, love your enemies is in there. It's Matthew five, six, and seven, and it's like the foundational aspects of Jesus's teaching. And I heard Tim Mackey say one time, and he was actually Tim Mackey was quoting a Jewish rabbi, mm-hmm. which he does a lot. Um, and uh, and he basically said that Christian, and this is a Jewish rabbi saying that modern Christians spend most of their time living out a Christian faith, which avoids the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. You know, which when you read the Sermon on the Mount, you kind of get that. So Matthew 5, and we'll start in 21. And, and so just, just you, the listener, you, Josh and Ben, you, you guys listen and digest this, and then let's talk about it. So Jesus says, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder. And whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you're going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. 
You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. How are you boys doing? Doing great. <laughs> I mean, this is not the most attractional no. stuff. Like if Jesus was an evangelical pastor, that would make a pretty horrible series. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know. I how mean, would, how would you title that series? Um, stuff that makes people leave churches. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <pretty much>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like in the Sermon on the Mount, like he talks about, he talks about all that stuff. So he talks about adultery. He talks about murder. Mm-hmm. And really when he talks about adultery and murder, he's talking about anger mm-hmm. and lust. Yeah. Uh, when he talk, he's talking about divorce. Mm-hmm. He's talking about repentance. He's mm-hmm. talking about loving your enemies, which like, I mean, you boys know, like, I've talked about that quite a bit recently in the context right. of our church. And like, right. we've, we've just exited a political season where we all figured out like, Oh crap, we have a lot of enemies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like, um, oh, it's something, something big happened in politics recently. Uh, November, 2020 was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and so was December and January. And we're, we're not done with it actually. You know, so Don't you feel yeah. like as a society, we're all foot loving our enemies. I mean, as yeah. a society, as a world, Ben? As a well, world, I can speak man? on the world. I can just speak on our society. <laughs> That's the only one I, I know, man. Hey, hey listen, sure. here's the reality. Like, a lot of us refer to America as a Christian nation. But what you just said, I'm like, are we exemplifying Christian ideals mm-hmm. to the rest of the world? Yeah. You do, know? It, do one of the things I love about, about the, and you, you talked about Tim Mackey just a second ago. Yeah. And uh, Mackey. He, he always talks about like I think Jesus of Nazareth is 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 an extremely awesome person and and worthy of following with your entire life. Yes. And like one of my favorite things whenever he says that is like Jesus of Nazareth is an extremely awesome person. Yeah. And like dude, this right here exemplifies why Jesus is so awesome, mm-hmm. and it's because he's taking all of these like every every Jew would say yeah all these things are true. But then Jesus is taking it to an even up more. He's taking it yeah. up a level. He's saying, yeah. "Yes, I'm. I am saying what this is true, but I'm adding another level to it." And uh, I know all of us, you know, like having conversations with people who are far from God or have questions about Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons that we're putting out merch, yeah, here right, for yeah. too long is because we hope that people come up and they say, "What do you mean, think like a Christian?" I don't think Christians right. really. Really, really think much. I can't wait till the first time I'm wearing a think like a Christian shirt or sweatshirt or something, mm-hmm. and somebody's like, "Oh, think like a Christian," so like homophobic or yes. racist. And yes. I can, and I have the opportunity to like lovingly and gently be like, "Hey, actually, you know." And so we actually, um, you know, so I interviewed Sam Chan a few months ago, mm-hmm. really awesome dude from Australia. And when I was researching for that interview, he said that I heard him say when he was talking to a guy named Glenn Scrivener. Um, that when people confront him about basically that, like this idea of think like a Christian, right. you know, or like Christianity in general, they, they, they're like, ah, oh, Christianity is racist or Christianity is homophobic or Christianity is this, this, and this. And he's like, Hey, listen, open up to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, mm. look at the life and person of Jesus. Tell me that if every person acted more like that, that the world would, that the world wouldn't be in the best possible scenario. Oh yeah. And it's like 100% like Jesus is. And, and, and yeah, we're all like the three of us are in 
embarrassingly big Tim Mackey fans, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, oh yeah, we're nerds. Yeah, yeah, and so like we listen to his sermons and stuff like that, and I've heard him say like, Jesus. Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth is the gateway to understanding the rest of my life. Right. Mm. And so when I, when I read the sermon on the Mount and Ben, like you just said, like, do you, you kind of feel like our culture has lost hold of this whole, like, love your enemy thing. Mm -hmm. Right. I would say that, that not only has our culture, Western Christianity, not just American Christianity, but like Mm -hmm. Western Christianity has not only lost hold of love your enemy, but I feel like they've lost hold of the entire sermon on the Mount. And I feel like they've lost hold of this whole idea of like, the way we think mm-hmm. should be shaped by our faith in Christ. Because Josh, you, you just said it like Jesus said, Hey, don't, don't murder. Right. So Moses said, don't murder right in the 10 commandments. Moses comes down from Mount Sinai and says, Hey, 10 rules, right. For being a follower right. of Yahweh. Right. Don't murder. And they're like, okay, I can do that. Yeah. Don't commit adultery. Okay. I can do that. But Jesus is like, Actually, that's not actually what I want from you. What I want is not just for your behavior to be changed by me, but the way you think, Yes, Yes. Yes. your mind to be radically changed by me. But that's the frustrating thing for, I think, people who aren't Christians in our society is they see Christians acting like it's still the law that Moses brought down from Mount Sinai, that it's all about actions. And that's not what it is. Jesus is saying it's not enough for your actions to be changed. Your mind has to be transformed. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you have to not only not murder, but you have to love each other to such an extent that you lose hostility towards each other. Right. Yeah. And 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 that is that's what, and I think that's what it means like to think like a Christian mm-hmm. is to your entire mind being transformed by the. I know it sounds cliche, but that's because it's so true. And, and theologians have been saying it for centuries. And Jesus said it nonstop is like the love of Christ is transforming you to such a state that it is unrecognizable to the world. Mm-hmm. 100%. So I, I think like, so let's think about this, right? You, you boys tell me what you think of this. Jesus said, okay, like, right. We talk about love your enemies. We talk about some of the more grandiose statements in the sermon on the Mount. Um, I'm a big reader of Miroslav Wolf. Mm-hmm. We've talked about him on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get him on the show. He isn't yet. Alas, <laughs> not yet. Alas, not yet. Not yet. So, um, but you know, his, he, he's a big proponent of focusing on love your enemies. Right. Mm-hmm. So Jesus says that, but here's the crazy thing, right? So like, here's some really radical stuff. Verse 22 of chapter five, Jesus said this in like, to the listeners, I want to say this, like when I was a youth pastor, I used to say this all the time. He actually said this. Right. 2000 years ago, like he actually said this. Right. So he said, but I say to you. That everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Mm. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says in the Aramaic word would be Raka. Some translations say Raka, actually. But whoever says you fool. Mm -hmm. Will be liable to the hell of fire. Mm hmm. So let's go back on the last three months of all of our Facebooks, yeah. right? Or like the way, I mean, and, and here's the reality. Like as Americans, we just lived through a very tumultuous political season. Mm-hmm. I think all of us are tired of talking about it. But like what what happens if we apply the Sermon on the Mount and think like a Christian to the way many Christians are treating people right now? Yeah. Man, 
I think one of the, and, and I don't want to dodge that question, but yeah, the thing yeah. that just I could not get away from my mind is um, how in Christian community we're so fickle in our friendships mm-hmm. and like how we were friends until minor inconveniences happen or differs in opinion or, I, hey man, I, I, you know, I'm a pastor at our church, but, but I, I, I'm called to our college ministry. Right. Let me tell you, I see that a lot. And I'm guilty of that as well, but but uh, small inconveniences and in friendships that yeah. lead to prolonged friction, mm-hmm. and 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 people on the outside looking at that, being like, "You're no different than me. You're mm-hmm. no different than me." And Jesus is putting this, you know, very grandiose uh, idea of consequences to to that, and I, yeah. I feel like we really miss that in our in our society. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like, really think through this, like. Jesus is saying, if you call somebody an idiot, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, like that word raka in Aramaic, like it's translated in the SV as you fool, mm-hmm. right? But like, I mean, I think even some English translations do translate it as idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, like you idiot. Like, I mean, here's a sad thing. Like, I can think of seeing Christians that I know. And I mean, hey, I mean, none of us are guilty. Uh, none of us are innocent, mm-hmm. right, of, right? Of this, like, I mean, we don't like the people that disagree with us. Right. And it's not just politics. It's, it's theology. It's, 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 um, how we view topics like immigration. It's how we view anything. Right. And then we think that anybody who disagrees with us is just, man, you're nothing. Yeah. Right. Um, but it seems like what Jesus is really saying here is that it doesn't matter if you're good, if you're nice to that person. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you, in, in, you know, we all live in the South. So like there's a there's this tendency like there's this joke of like oh bless bless your heart mm-hmm. you know what I mean sure. like of like well if I'm just nice to that person then that's enough yeah it seems like Jesus isn't saying that like it seems like Jesus is saying like no the way you think about that person actually indicates where you're at with me mm. you know I mean so like so what does that bode like what does that mean then for like how do we think like so for you the listener like what we're really saying is like what we see in the Sermon on the Mount in most of Jesus' teachings, is that what Jesus is not after is your behavior. He's actually after how you, mm-hmm. how you think. Mm-hmm. You know, so then what, then, I don't know, you, you boys tell me, because I know what I think, you know, but I'm also the one who, you know, sits in an office all day and just, you know, honestly thinks about this kind of stuff, you know. So, like, so what do you think then, like, when we say, like, all right, think like a Christian. Think like Jesus. Think like what Jesus was saying on Matthew 5, 6, and 7 in the Sermon on the Mount, like, what do you think Jesus is saying then about our thought processes in our in our minds? I mean, I think it's, I think it's pretty clear. He's saying like, well, one, as Christians, you're held to a higher standard, but he's also mm-hmm. saying like, you have to be transformed by this close relationship with me, mm. right? And and that is, and of course, that is being changed one in your actions, but your actions are really just like the the external. Uh, uh, happening of what's going on inside mm-hmm. of you as the Christian and our relationships with each other, which is really just stemming from our relationship to Jesus. Like we, we have been grafted into 
this this chain of grace, mm-hmm. right? And being grafted in means is we are taking on the DNA of the thing that we're grafted into, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And 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 that's really what it should look like is an actual DNA change. Mm. Is when it's saying you know, like the old has passed away, the new has come. Like that's literally what Jesus is talking about. Like if it's yeah. left up to us, we cannot do that yeah. thing. Yeah. Right. Right. And. I mean, to take it to a more practical level, is it seeing people the way that Jesus sees them? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it's processing your worldview through the way Jesus sees your world. Mm. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, how long have you boys been Christians? How, how, ben, how long have you been a Christian? Um, the resurgence, I guess, happened six years ago. Right, because mm-hmm. you... I mean, Bat- you grew up in a Christian grew home. Grew up, baptized, yeah, all that right. good stuff. Kind of lost interest, then came back around the age 20. And then what was the, what was like the radical transformation for you? Searching, uh, I guess the big thing, like, I I guess it'd be described as more apologetic questions, trying to search the answer right. to those big questions Wasn't like that. Wasn't it kind of like a God's Not Dead thing for you? It was that book, I remember, it was like a mixture of like, finding a church that like for some reason just connected with me and then I it right. was like the second edition of the uh Man Myth Messiah. Yeah. That that apologetics book. Yeah. The uh Rice Brock, I think is his name. Right. He wrote God's Not Dead. Picking up that one randomly in Walmart and just reading it and then that kind in, of in Walmart. In Walmart, yeah. It was Goodness like yeah, getting some groceries or something. <laughs> nice. Getting groceries yeah. and apologetics books. Yeah, I was like, and, oh look at that. That explains you so, so perfectly, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so so you so you've really been like so okay so like we talk about mm-hmm. like let's talk about jesus right mm-hmm. okay so like so all the time you know like we we've all been in and around youth ministry mm-hmm. and we hear young people say all the time like i i think i've been saved since i was you know maybe seven right mm-hmm. and then but it's just like but it became real to me when i was 18 or in your case like like when i was when i was 20 21 mm-hmm. years old or something like that i was at college i picked up this book um, and it seems like to a certain degree, it's like, who knows if, right. Like when we're, when we're actually saved sometimes. Right. But like, but you can remember a time where it was like, no, my mind was transformed. Like the way yeah. I mm-hmm. thought about Jesus was transformed. Can you remember any of that? Like what, what, what was some of the things that changed, not just about your behavior, mm-hmm. but like also maybe about the way you looked at the world or way you thought like what? What changed about your life other than just saying, okay, maybe I won't party quite as hard? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think Gosh. that was also a part of your story, too. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, the biggest one's looking at your uh, your fellow human being as an equal. And that's something that you you say you think mm-hmm. that you do, but it just really sticks when you start following the, the teachings of Jesus mm-hmm. and start really meditating on that. Yeah. And kind of viewing your lens like, are you really doing that? Are you seeing yeah. your other as equal? So I think like when we talk about the Sermon on the Mount, like I think that's a big part of it, mm-hmm. right? So so Jesus is saying, "Hey, congratulations! Like you haven't murdered somebody, yeah. you know, like good for you." Mm-hmm. But actually, when you're angry unrepentantly, mm-hmm. you're pridefully making yourself out to be better than that person. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, congratulations! You haven't cheated on your wife, but actually, when you look at a woman lustfully, which goodness gracious in the first century israel like they didn't even know what we would be dealing with right i mean and you know it's like you know in jesus if he was sitting as the fourth man at this table he would say hey when you look at pornographic material 
you are placing yourself as like you're placing somebody in subjugation to your mind. Yeah. You know, like you're making yourself really out to be better than a person. So I think, I think you're, you're right on that. Like one of the first things that changes when we really begin to think like a Christian Mm -hmm. is we don't view ourselves as better than anybody. And like, you see the way Jesus yeah. sees people in their worth and in their value mm. and in their yeah. intrinsic yeah. value, right? Yeah. And the idea of Jesus being like, if you saw this person as I do, and he describes he describes us as his treasure, as his as his as his possession and loved and mm-hmm. and all these things. And like, if you're seeing people the way that Jesus is truly seeing them in that way, then a lot of these behaviors are naturally mm-hmm. flowing away. They're yeah. Na- they're naturally being changed because you're like, I can't very well do that to a person yeah. if I'm mm-hmm. seeing them the way that Jesus is seeing them. Yeah. But it's not easy. It's not. No. It's something not. you have to continuously revisit and mm. focus on. I mean, the, yeah. do you view the homeless person as equal or the needy yeah. person, the someone who's done awful things in their life? Do you view them mm-hmm. as equal to you? It's something that yeah. you constantly have to meditate on. It's not, and it's not easy. And I think like when I think about Jesus and I think about like what we would call the story of Jesus and the woman at the well or, or the Samaritan woman. And mm-hmm. I'm like, the reason why we label that story as the Samaritan woman is because it's notable that she was a Samaritan, mm. like because Samaritans were seen as less than Israelites. But like, I'm like, obviously Jesus, you know, this whole, like, you know, we're in the midst of a conversation nationally on race that us as three, you know, middle-class white guys, we just really can't speak to it the way no, our no. our Christian our, our brothers and sisters who uh, you know are people of color like that they that they can speak to right. Yeah. But what we do know is that we've sort of gotten away from the fact that like this idea of like oh we're colorblind. Yeah. I don't see race, and it's like ah oh, that's kind of stupid. Yeah, that's yeah, foolish, that's right? Stupid. It's like like no like God designed us all the way we are. Like we need to value people the way they are. Jesus obviously knew she was a Samaritan, but. Obviously, Jesus didn't care that she was Samaritan. Like, Jesus didn't allow her worth and how he thought about her to be defined because she was Samaritan. Or the history of, of her people. Or exactly. And, and the reason the Samaritans were, were you know, were sought of as not just less than, but right. hated by the Jews. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so Jesus, like, the way he thought. And I know that sometimes, like, that can be confusing and frustrating because you're like, am I really supposed to compare the way I think to the way that Jesus thought? Because Jesus was God. Yeah. Right? But it's like... You know, Philippians 2 says, like, we should have the same mind as Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when I think about that, I'm like, okay, then how did Jesus think? You know, like, what did Jesus, what would Jesus have thought about this situation, right? We used to wear wristbands that said, what would Jesus do? It's like, what would Jesus think? Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and yeah, I, I, and I think, like, you know, right, so Josh, like, you have a fantastic, you know, story of coming to Christ. And, you know, so, like, can you remember what was maybe some of the first things to change, not just about your behavior, but also like how you thought, you know, or how you saw things, your perspective mm-hmm. on the world and things around you. Yeah. So I was, it's funny, Ben is six years, Ben's a couple years older, maybe like a year mm-hmm. older than me. I'm six years as well. I've been mm-hmm. a Christian for six years. And um, me being, you know, a materialist, I didn't believe in, in supernatural, spiritual, anything. You were uh, a complete materialist before you got saved. Yeah. So I don't think I knew that. So like for the listener, materialism is just like there's nothing spiritual, supernatural at no. all to the world. Completely physical. Right. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I was I was an athlete. So I prayed when we were down. But I didn't actually think I was praying to anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, come on, luck. Right. You know, yeah. and uh, and but, you know, I 
when I met Jesus, it was extremely spiritual experience. And, mm-hmm. and then for me, it absolutely wrecked my worldview. I was mm. like, are you kidding? What? Like, yeah. not only is there this spiritual world, but there's on, there's like this metaphysical thing happening. And I'm like, this is insane. Mm. And to the first thing I thought about is how are the actions that I'm that how are my actions affecting others in this domino effect of spirit in the spiritual realm? Mm-hmm. I can see the physical effects, mm-hmm. right? But how is it affecting people spiritually? Mm-hmm. And it changed the way that I interacted with my friends, with the relationships, with my parents. I'm just like, I'm affecting them on a deep emotional and physical level mm-hmm. with my actions. Mm-hmm. And granted, it took me a long time to mature to acting on that. But mm-hmm. just just the understanding of there is a there is a spiritual realm. There is something else outside of what I can taste, mm. touch, feel, um, yeah, physically feel. Yeah. Um, that, that, that really changed the way I interacted with people. And it, I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about that <clears throat> just in our own personal conversations of like when you really begin to think about the spiritual world and like the, you know, we talked, uh, you know, we had Dr. Heiser on the show, Michael mm-hmm. Heiser, and that was a tremendous episode. And he talked about, you know, demons and the powers of darkness. And he has a book called The Unseen Realm. Mm-hmm. And when you really begin to think about that and you're like, wait, so there's something going on around us that we can't see, but we're impacted by. Yeah, that changes the way you think. Like that changes the <laughs> yeah. way you pray. That changes the yeah. way you read the Bible. Yeah. You know, it's like and and it's really a, a tremendous change. And so. Any Christian that's read screw tape letters automatically starts yeah. thinking that way. Now I like you know you like C.S. Lewis. Have you mm-hmm. read Screw Tape Letters? Uh, half of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I'm in the middle of kind of rereading it, mm-hmm. and it's like sort of like I've read it, been reading it for the first time. Like, so Screw Tape Letters is from the vantage point of one, basic one demon to mm-hmm. his nephew, who's another demon, mm-hmm. um, and basically, I mean, like C.S. Lewis wrote it, and it's almost kind of creepy how. Prophetic. The audiobook will mess you up. Yeah, the audiobook is pretty crazy, but like, because yeah. they do voices and stuff, but like, it's very prophetic, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and none, mm-hmm. all of us are un- unapologetically um, charismatic to a certain degree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, we, you know, we believe it. Like, you know, I think C.S. Lewis was prophetically writing this book, and like, some of the things he talks about, it's like, man, like, he's perfectly describing the situation that we're in as a culture, yeah. as a world right now. Yeah, for and sure. And there is an unseen realm right now that we are being impacted by. And if we do not allow the way we think to be as sanctified as the way we act, then we're, we're without hope. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of like my, my big rally cry with like wanting to bring to ATAP, like the idea of like, well, hey, let's think like a Christian, not just like, not just act like a Christian. My thing here is like the Lord's been convicting me is like, I feel like, and you, maybe you boys tell me if you agree or disagree, but like, I feel like it's easy to pr- to act like a Christian. I don't think it's easy to think like a Christian. Yeah. yeah. I think people are acting like Christians all the time, especially where we live in, yeah. in, in, you know, Southern United States that like the Bible belt, you know, you have grown up that the socially acceptable way to act is the way a Christian should act. And people mm-hmm. don't even realize that they're, that the way they act has been influenced by Christians who had their minds transformed and now it's just become a part of our culture, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You, like, f- not standing out is fitting in in a Christian culture where we live. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, we're trained in our culture, um, and as Josh said, you know, we do live in the Bible Belt, but I think even collectively in most parts of the United States, you're supposed to act like a Christian. Like, what's crazy, so at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, 
at the end of chapter seven, there's a passage where they where they basically say that the people who heard Jesus teach this way were amazed because he taught as with one as one who had authority. Mm. But what's funny is like the word that he used for amazed is really more like almost more equivalent to like what we would say is like they had their minds blown. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there, there wasn't a category in their brain to, to classify some of the things Jesus said. But we don't have that reaction to Jesus because our culture has been defined. Right. Yeah. By these moral teachings. And so, you know, it's kind of like Paul defining the family, defining sure. the family unit. Yeah. In a lot of his teaching. Like we're just like, yeah, yeah. Duh. Dad loves mom. Kids obey parents. Yeah. And that Paul's like, this is brand new. Right. Exactly. You know, it's, it's like. You know, we we kind of go, yeah. Of course, we're not supposed to lust. We all yeah. know we have purity rings, and we. <laughs> <laughs> I got bent on that. Uh, like, you know, we have purity rings, and we have true love weights, and we have all these things. And like every kid, like I, I've known parents who don't believe in Christianity, who send their kids to youth group because they want their kids to be moral. Yeah. Right. Right. But they don't want their kids to be radically sold out to the faith that is in fa- in in fact found in Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, and so it's like it's easy to act like a Christian. It is almost impossible, and I think it is impossible to think like a Christian unless you are, in fact, a Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you always tell me if you disagree. I, just no, no, right? No, right. Okay. All right. Okay. So then we're okay. Then we're good. <laughs> Business meeting over. We're good. So, so then here's the thing, right? Romans twelve two says, "Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world." but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was reading that a couple weeks ago and I was pretty convicted cause I was like, uh, you know, I don't, I mean, you guys are both pretty smart, you know? So like, I don't need to point out to you that like Paul's kind of playing on words there between conformed and transformed. Um, but like, what then would you guys say as people who participate in the church, participate in, you know, like we continually say, a culture that has been completely dominated by Christianity. Mm-hmm. What would you say then is the areas that Christians probably need to change the way they think? You know what I mean? Like that that we don't realize that, you know, many are deceived into believing that the way they think, the thought process um, that might have been shaped by a worldview that's actually filled with worldly cor- corruption, political punditry, and self-affirming, like soothing. That they, many people have been tricked into thinking that, like, that because they're American, because they grew up in the church, like that's a perfectly acceptable Christian behavior and mm-hmm. Christian thought process. But it actually isn't. Yeah, I don't know. So, what do you guys think? Where do we really need to zero in, uh, both as ATAP? because this is a rally cry for us, but then also just as the church as a whole in a culture that thinks they're thinking like Christians, but might not be thinking anything like a Christian. Mm. So first, first thing is we departmentalize every aspect of our lives. You know, work is work, family's family, leisure time is leisure time, lake time, you know, all these different things. And, uh, and, and the part of our lives that end up being conformed, uh, to to the world are all the things that are outside of church and and things that we view as spiritual things um but all of these things are spiritual things your leisure time is a spiritual thing it's a time for you know renewing your mind it's a time for 
for for worship and whatever you're doing in the same way like family time is is i'm not i don't have kids you know but but the idea is like i assume it would be you know loving your kids teaching your kids about jesus and and it's like your work is a ministry your work is a place where you're embodying all of these things that jesus is is talking about Mm -hmm. but you're looking for ways to do that Mm -hmm. and it's just like it seems like it's our lives as Amer- as American Christians mm-hmm. are so departmentalized, and mm-hmm. we don't realize the the spiritual ramifications that 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 causes, yeah. right? So, what does that look like mm-hmm. for the business owner? How are you leveraging your business for the kingdom, mm-hmm. right? And I know a lot of this it, it it is extremely practical when we're having a higher theological conversation of your mind being transformed but i think your mind being transformed leads to those things and i'm not even necessarily saying that you starting those things doesn't eventually drip into you believing that and your mind being changed by that sanctification is where you're heading Mm -hmm. you know not where you are um which is kind of what we're talking about here right yeah and but but yeah that's that's the encouragement is is that every aspect of your life can can eventually be changed and driven by your mind being transformed by by Jesus mm-hmm. and seeing people the way he does right right yeah um and so i think like one thing you just hit on that i think is um i don't know you 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 kind of downplayed it but i i think it's it's something that to the listener to the three of us in this room like that maybe we don't need to downplay. And Ben, I, I would love to hear what you have to think about this because like, is the idea that like, you're like, well, it's really practical, right? You know, like, Hey, let everything you do think and, and all these things be shaped by the kingdom, by the gospel. But really like, if you do that, like, you know, like every interaction you have is going to change. And like, you know, we know the, listen, the three of us are not idiots. Like we know, like, for most of us, it's a struggle to wake up every day and even get out of bed some days, you know, yeah. especially with the past year we've had, yeah. you know, but like, but really what we're supposing is like, if Jesus is to be believed and, you know, if you're a Christian, you sort of imply that he is, you know, <laughs> like, you know, is that what he's saying is like, Hey, the way you think about the most trivial aspects of your life should be impacted by me. And by the way, I live my life. And so, so Ben, I don't know. What do you think? Like, what do you think are some areas that like we as Christians in our culture or just the larger Western Christian culture think we are thinking like Christians, but maybe we're dramatically missing the mark. So the one area that sticks out to me initially would stay with me on this one. It would be (laughs) (laughs) when you say, when you, when you preface it with, Hey, this one's going to be a journey. No, I get excited. Yeah. I, I had no, no, give me no, the no, map. No, give no, me no, the no. map. Let's do well, it. Well, it's the pro-life movement. Okay. Whereas in the pro-life, pro-life movement, very good. Very, very good. <laughs> but it's just not enough to legalize abortion. Yeah. I mean. Illegalize abortion. Or, it's art. Yeah. Illegalize abortion. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't. I don't know all of the aspects of the pro-life movement, but yeah. just from what you get from the everyday news, it doesn't seem like they're fighting a ton for the government to step in and start. Instead of mm. abortion abortions start helping these women financially mm. or speeding up the adoption proce- process anything that has to do with with the orphan and the yeah. and the children that okay so let's just make everybody mad ben let's do it let's, let's do me it. and you let's go in on this yeah let's do it okay so if the church in america yeah. is really thinking like christians mm-hmm. 
at one more one less at Jeff Marburger. Yeah. So <laughs> actually, yeah, this is a perfect plug. So if you haven't listened to the past episode with Jeff Marburger, one more or less one pro one more one less project. Listen to that. That's phenomenal. One of the um, like the only podcast where I got emotional listening to. It is phenomenal. Which is crazy because you don't ever get emotional. <laughs> but so okay. So you you and I are not the experts in this. Right. But yeah. if Christians begin thinking like Christians mm-hmm. in regards to the pro life movement, what what might change about the world we live in or even just the pro life movement in general or church ministry towards these disenfranchised people in your mind fighting for more rights or maybe not even rights funding for women yeah. going through this process yeah i mean yeah. trying some and i don't know what that looks like i don't know if that's something that you fight from a, a government standpoint or you right. try to not even worry with the government or you try to just do it from a local church standpoint yeah. i don't know what that looks like but something of that respect okay so i mean i completely agree mm-hmm. i think and, and you know josh mentioned the past episode we've had with jeff marberger who's a personal friend of ours um, so of course we're biased, but at the same time, like, even if you're not biased, like, come on, right? Like never met one person didn't like Jeff Marbury. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and too, like, you know, like Ben, what you're saying is like, is so true because I think we have allowed our personal faith too often to be shaped, not by the person of Jesus, but by what is convenient for us politically, what is convenient for us financially, what is convenient for us from a citizenship standpoint, yeah. you know, like what makes us good Americans, what makes us good. And, and, you know, we have a lot of people like we've said, we've been ranked in Norway, you know, so it's like we have a lot of Norwegians listening to us. We have a lot of people in the UK listening to we us. We controlled by party lines, man. That like, yeah. the idea of like the hey, man, maybe this is just the maybe, maybe this is the all things pod that uh, that gets a little out of hand. But like mm. as far it's as fine. within like Republicanism, there seems to be this idea of like. Well, no. Everybody works hard. Everybody pulls himself up by their bootstraps. Everybody, and we're we're not. We're cutting down on spending. We don't give to these things. But yet we're like, no more babies die. And we all sit here and we were like, yeah, yeah, right, absolutely, so. right, absolutely. So and it's like, but what about the babies that starve? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What about the orphans that are cold yeah. and they or don't? Or the prisoner on death row. Mm-hmm. All All of these All of these things and and. And we're like, we're fine to put them in a box of our political party. And here's the thing, right? So to the listener who just heard Josh and Ben mention things that we don't like to think about, that's what we're saying. Is like, if you spend 10 minutes thinking about those things and allowing the person of Jesus to speak to you, what might change? What might happen? your faith will become more real and less convenient. Mm. Like it will become radical and not definable. Like I just personally, I don't think, um, like I don't think the church should fit in in any culture. Yeah. Not Americanism, not, not, not Chinese culture, not Indian culture, not the UK, not the culture in the UK. Like, like until we are in the new heaven and new earth, like we should not fit into any political system because I, I feel like we should be championing, the the life of the unborn and we should be championing the life of the born and the disenfranchised and the poor and the hurting and yes it might be hard to define it's easy to define the unborn it's it's difficult to define uh the disenfranchised it's difficult to define you know the uh the oppressed but that doesn't mean we shouldn't try and so like yeah i think you you guys just hit it like right on the head is that like the things we don't like to think about 
right. So um, at the at the drop of this episode in a couple weeks, listeners, you'll be hearing an episode with a guy named Dr. Joshua Swamidas. And like, Mm -hmm. he talks a lot about evolution. Mm -hmm. We actually just, the way of these production things work out, we actually just filmed or recorded the intro for that. And like, we talked about how he, he talks a lot about evolution and um, creation and Adam and Eve. And it's a really fascinating episode, but like as Christians in America, like when we hear evolution, we kind of go, we don't even really want to think about that. Yeah. Like we don't want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And it's like to think like a Christian means you don't get to not, apply your faith to any thought process mm-hmm. right like and, and so like as christians we should be constantly thinking and allowing our behaviors to be changed by how we think and how our thought process is sanctified and set apart and holy and not by you know our thought process being shaped by how we behave right well if frank turek friend of the show uh friend of the show, <laughs> friend of the show frank <laughs> yeah 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 frank the turk and uh but you know, Frank talks about like Christianity is a is such an amazing, uh, re- you know, religion. Whatever you want to, however, however you want to put it out there, that it implies and not only implies and not only says it's okay, but also encourages you to test it against other worldviews. Mm-hmm. And like he he's you know he's huge on championing that. Yeah. So at the same way, like if you're saying yes, mind transformed, yes, think like Jesus, it's saying like. Put that thought process of gets everything you run across and and really dissect it and really boil it down. Mm-hmm. And it, it has this natural leading to where like everything in your life matters. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. every moment of your life, you get out of bed thinking this is a new day. This is a a a day that has eternal impacts in in the spiritual realm in the physical realm where we are right now and in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that comes from literally challenging every day with yeah. that mindset of Christ. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, moving forward, the reason why, you know, at ATAP, we we're, we're talking about this even right now in this episode, but then even moving forward, like a lot of the, you know, like Josh and Josh and I here in like, like two weeks actually, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of scary, but like, we're going to be doing a, a retreat with the youth group in Georgia. And then like, you know, we're planning on some, some, you know, merchandise for you to wear and all these things. And we just want to see people out there championing, championing, is it championing, championing, right? The, the putting forward, okay, mm-hmm. uh, the idea, like, think like a Christian. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think, th- this is my hypothesis, the reason why I think that's going to make some people mad. Like, I think when you start wearing shirts that say think like a Christian, I think people at the airport are going to come up to you and be like, who do you think you are to tell me what to think like a Christian is? That's awesome. And it's like, okay, A, that's a great conversation starter. Mm -hmm. B, we have all been trained to think that the way I think because I am a Christian is the way Christians should think. Mm -hmm. But I don't think the Bible supports that. Like, Philippians 2 says, you know, so if there is any comfort in love, any participation in the spirit, um, any affection and sympathy complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Um, being of one mind that is found in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then like, right. We are reference Romans 12 where it's like your mind should be transformed. It seems as if what the Bible is saying is that there is a specific way mm-hmm. that Christians should think. Now that doesn't mean that Christians should be monolithic in their political views, right? Mm-hmm. 
they, they, they at least most of them yeah. um that they shouldn't be monolithic in what music they like yeah. or the way that they do church but what it means is that some things are universal in the church right so maybe i don't know let's just throw out a few love joy peace patience kindness <laughs> goodness faithfulness <laughs> self control yeah. you know in which case maybe against these things there is no law right well, and Jesus is already presupposing that this is going to happen to us, him talking to the disciples at the end of John, talking about, like, in the way the world will know that I am who I said I am, is you're going to love each other. And then he gives us the way that we're supposed to love each other by the way that he loves us. Yeah. So he's already presupposing that we're going to be going through the process that we've been describing for the last 35, 40 minutes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and two, you know, you think about, like, you know, like Ben, you know, you're, you're talking, like, about when you came to Christ and, like, looking at people differently Mm -hmm. and i think i think really when it really like we can make it as big as we want like oh man we should think about the orphan and the widow and the Mm -hmm. pro-life movement and everything differently but when it really comes down to it like you with your boys there at western and all these other things like when you think about romans 12 and you think about like the the transforming of your mind like do you feel like a completely different person than you were six years ago yeah Mm mm-hmm so, like, I don't know. I think that's kind of it right there. Is like, you know, um, I, like the fact that we, the three of us, I've been a Christian since I was like a freshman in high school. I don't know what year that was. Maybe 2002, right? Um, so it's been a while, you know. <laughs> I've changed quite a bit. Like, you know, I'm kind of like you guys. Like, I could point back to five and six years ago and five and six years before that where it really radically changed. And it seems like it goes in ebbs and flows and seasons. But, like, um, but so, like, the fact that I feel like a completely different person, Josh feels like a completely different person, Ben feels like a completely different person, like, isn't just because our behavior changed. It's because Jesus changed our minds. Yeah. Well, dude, it's so funny you're talking about this. So... Uh, at our at our church, we uh, our our um, our founding pastor, he's a pretty awesome dude. And he always says, uh, "Partner, not pioneer." Yeah. And uh, we partner with a men's ministry called the Forge, which is very popular in Western North Carolina, um, headed up by a guy named Tom Cowton. And he always shout has out a Tom Cowton. shout out Tom Cowton. Man, that's the next guest. Yeah. Um, mm. But uh, but yeah, so Tom has this terrific space where his uh, his his office he does a very niche type business he's extremely successful dude is literally a man's chuck e cheese like it 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 really is it is the ultimate spot for dudes to come be dudes and and to to have spiritual conversations and to be surrounded by brothers and and uh, brothers in christ and and uh and he literally off of his business, there's a place called the flight deck. Yeah. Um, and then off of that is a place where you can drive golf balls into like basically off a mountain. Yeah. And his workers during the day, they just kind of pick them up, put them in their pocket and bring them back. But I say all that to say I'm out there Thursday night and we're all laughing. We're having a good time. And uh, one of my friends, he brings up a joke that I had totally forgotten that I had told. And I was embarrassed that I had told that joke. And I'm getting emotional just thinking about it because I was like, man, that is not a joke that a follower of Christ should have should have said. Yeah. And I could not say, yeah, man, but that was before I knew Jesus because I did know Jesus and I was sold out to Jesus. But I was still, but I was in my mind, I was like, but I was a different person when I said that. Mm. I was a different person when I made that joke. Mm-hmm. And and that is the thing is like, if you're listening to this and be like, dude, I've been a Christian for 20 years, five years, three years. And like, I'm not where I need to be. 
Yeah, absolutely. That mm. that's the whole point. Is that this is this is a continuously changing thing, mm. and it's continuously Christ exfoliating us and taking off that hard outer shell from the inside, and uh, and, and just transforming us as human beings. Because I'm not the man that I was before I met Christ. I'm also not the man that I was three years after I met Christ, mm. and a year, and and so on and so forth. That we are continuously being transformed and continuously just moving and just becoming more like him. Mm. Um, I, I just feel like that's something that needs, needs to be put out there that your, your transformation, uh, Tim Mackey again, who? Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> uh, Tim Mackey again, talking about the idea of, uh, of lots of times becoming a follower of Christ is like, is like a, a bonfire, mm. but like, it's like, boom, igniter, you know, happens yeah all of a sudden but being conformed to christ is much more of a slow burn mm-hmm. that it, that it that it just continuously bakes you and 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 just transforms you into that in in this in this uh exfoliating type process yeah and i think that's probably the best way to describe it um and you know for those of you listening who've been following along and and you're just kind of like all right gentlemen i agree but you know, I don't know what exactly you mean and where do I turn? Um, you know, in my, in my humble opinion, um, I think kind of like what you're talking about with that Mackie thing. And I think about, you know, Ben being up there, you know, up in, up in Western Carolina and, 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 you know, having his mind radically changed and the things that were radically changed by, you know, and you boys tell me if I'm missing anything, but like the, you know, the word of God, the, the person of Jesus participation, and the church, like you even mentioned, was that the bridge? Uh, Campus Church at the time, Bridge Church now. It's the Bridge mm-hmm. Church now. Mm-hmm. If, if you're listening to this and you're in, in, in around Western Carolina University, Cullowee, check out the Bridge Church. Um, because I, I've heard that testimony from a, a lot of people, actually, who've come out of Western Carolina. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, participation in the local church, um, reflecting and meditating on the gospel and the truth found in. It's like, those things should change how we think. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, yeah, so yeah, you know, so like if you're a, a, a normal listener to the show, um, you know, we really unapologetically say like, that's one thing we're going to be talking a lot about for the foreseeable future is like thinking like a Christian, thinking like Christ, thinking like, you know, maybe just maybe you have been regenerated by the Holy spirit um, and seeing the fruit of the spirit in your life, seeing uh, Christians walk uh, authoritatively, but, but with humility, mm-hmm. you know, um, a concern for justice, the oppressed, the poor, the underrepresented, um, and just you know, their neighbor, right, and their enemy, um, and 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 you know, so yeah. So if I had an encouragement to you boys, to me, to the listener, it's like maybe just sit in Matthew five through seven yeah. for the next few weeks and just be like, <sighs> yeah. yeah, am I really taking Jesus at His word yeah. here in this Sermon on the Mount? You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, is this really applied to my life? And so. So yeah, as is usual, um, I love walking through this kind of stuff with with the two of you. Um, if you uh, are, you know, like I said, an avid listener to the show, and you follow us on social media at all things all people on Instagram, um, you know, make sure to keep an eye out for just some of the exciting things coming up, amazing guests coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're dropping this. We record some of these things out of order, but we have, like I said, people like Joshua Swamidas coming up, which is 
which is tremendous. We have a few others coming up that we won't mention here uh, only because, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. They might reschedule yeah. and all that. We have plenty of crew episodes coming up. We have merch coming soon. Hint, hint. Um, we have speaking engagements come up. So if you have any questions that you want addressed on future crew episodes or you are interested in reaching out to us for any reason at all, uh, reach out. It's actually Jeremy at all things allpeople.org we might need to change that sometime soon since you know you guys are equal parts in this <laughs> not it's not just me um and uh yeah so gentlemen always a pleasure oh yeah always a pleasure um and for those of you listening uh just know that this is what we do all the time but the only difference on these crew episodes is we have mics in front of us and so so yeah send us the things that you want us to talk about in future crew episodes and until next time gentlemen thank you See you guys. Absolutely. Love it.